Datology podcast. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Before we get into anything, mm-hmm. uh, I did want to explain that, yes, we have changed everything to Datology pod because I feel like the Datology is getting more of a response and we're going to incorporate womenology into Datology when we can. Inevitably. And it's just, it was too confusing and it just made more sense. And I, so I've changed everything. The URL, I mean, the URL for Instagram and Twitter and uh, pretty much everything. It's now Datology Pod. Yeah. Feels good. Feels sleek and new. It feels sleek and new. And And I think this is the last time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I just want to say, naming naming things isn't easy <laughs> <laughs> no it is not it, it's just more of uh yeah just trying to figure things out and figure out like what's working and right and there's just, <laughs> just so many podcasts <laughs> so many names yeah. have already been taken yeah and i had a lot we had a lot of men that were listening and i thought oh i want to i want this to be a little bit more inclusive not because oh the poor men but for everybody no, I, you know, I, I just, can support that. I think we need to give them a podcast space that doesn't involve Joe Rogan or oh, Adam Carolla. <laughs> Welcome, right. men. <laughs> Welcome, my dudes. Uh, so, <clears throat> Sarah. Yeah. I've, I've got a, I've got some things. I've got mm-hmm. I've got some 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 things, some TikTok things. But before I get to them. I want to talk about something that I did say on TikTok. They have this thing called No Nuance November. I love it. I do too. Like, and that's hot takes. Sad hot to takes see November the, ending. <laughs> right? Like hot takes with no context, yep. no explanation. No. And so I did one on online dating. And, and was that well received? <laughs> it was for the most part. Okay. Uh, ex- with the exception of one point. Okay. And it was my point about background searches mm, on yeah. dates like yeah. doing background searches on dates now what i said was doing a background search on your date is unnecessary creepy and invasive okay and i got a ton of responses not a ton but a, a fair number from women saying nope uh uh-uh. uh if i hadn't you know gone gone to this database for i haven't done this i wouldn't have known that my date was a serial this or that he had whatever. And Hmm. I think they might've been like, they might've been conflating and maybe I didn't explain it like Google searching and a a background check, two different things. They really are. (laughs) They're two different things. I would imagine that's what happened. Cause I don't think there's anything wrong with doing a Google search. We all do it. We're not going to stop. Right. I think we can admit it. It's not weird. There's no shame in it. (laughs) Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I would even say Google search plus cursory once over of social media based on what's available. Right. Right. Very normal. Yes, exactly. And I'm just about finished my online courses. I have two online courses that I'm finishing up and one of them master online dating there's a chapter on googling dates okay and what i say is like i try to stay as gender neutral as positive as possible mm-hmm. and try to be as inclusive as possible um and in this was one area where i said guys you you have to offer up your information don't let don't force her to have to ask 
and the reason being is just reality. We are at much higher risk of danger than you are. Do and men not Google their their dates? I think people, I th- I'm sure they do, but I don't think they go crazy doing it. It's possible like, go- they don't. I mean, I, I, I genuinely don't know. I've never thought about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think... I don't think they do the social media deep dive. They might do a quick Google. They might look. Th- I think they do more of a quick and dirty. I could be wrong, guys. Feel free to respond to that I'm one. I'm very and let me curious know. now. <laughs> I am curious to know, like, what do men do? Yeah. Uh, as far as Google searches, but I feel as though the type of background check where you maybe pay a service—that's bananas. Re- that's bananas. Uh, unless now, look. If you're moving somebody into your home and you have kids, a f- background check away. Sure. If not you're merging assets, <laughs> yeah, not bananas at all. Right. If you're merging assets in any way, yeah. Background checked. Right. But hopefully, you know, you have an, an honest relationship, and the, these are things that you can talk about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And you know, you won't feel a need to do a background check. And frankly, if you have talked about this with a partner and you still feel a need to do a background check, you don't trust your partner. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe well, with the exception of point. kids. Yeah. 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 With the exception of, you know, wanting to make sure they're not a predator. Um, so I, where was I going with this? I understand why people do it, but I think that to, to do these background checks where you plop a name it like into a database or even pay a service, something about that feels very off to me. Yeah. It's, it's a bit much. And it's a lot much, actually. <laughs> something I said to you before we started recording this was I very rarely hear the phrase, I did a background check on my, you know, on my date and didn't find anything. Right. It almost always results in the woman finding something. And I'm, I'm curious if there is a correlation there. Hmm. Hmm. Well, here's here's another thing. I wonder um, how many people would come out totally clean because everybody's got something, right? Like I, yeah. I really don't know because um, I haven't I haven't done this. <laughs> I really don't know like what information could I find if I were willing to pay a fee for it. Like right. I've. I, I don't know. Could I get some? Not to mention. Floor? Could I get there? I I have no idea. <laughs> um, Not to mention the possibility that you don't even pull the correct person. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like if it's a it's if it's a common name, um, you could get incorrect information. But also if, I mean, depending on how old the information is. Right. And I I bring this up because we've talked on a couple of occasions at least about people who want to financially vet their dates and mm-hmm. how fucked up and gross it is yeah <laughs> but also probably ineffectual <laughs> and probably not that meaningful because if you you know if you pay 4.99 or whatever for some mm-hmm. some kind of report that says like oh they filed for bankruptcy what that doesn't tell you is they had a medical emergency right you know, right. which you shouldn't hold against them. 
if you're decent and deserve to go on dates. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I was. I follow somebody on TikTok, um, the Avocado Toast Budget. Okay, I, I, something like that. It's it's a budgeting. It's a woman who helps people with their budget and mm-hmm. getting out of debt, and um, she talks about an app called. Um, you need a budget, Y-N-A-B. Uh-huh, okay. And she was talking about a client that, no, she was talking about herself, and she said, listen, you know, I'm 70000 in debt. That's pretty and I have this plan at this point. Yeah, and and I have this plan all set, and I'm paying towards it, and, and I'm still able to save, and I'm still able to pay into a, like a 401k. Yeah. And someone appeared in the comments, and it was a woman. Oh, and here, we said, here we go. 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 <laughs> uh-huh. And this woman showed up in the in the comments and said, 70,000, dude, that's awful. What bad advice. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you didn't want to be 70,000 in the hole, why weren't you born to a different family? Have you thought of that? Right. Right. Why aren't you more and, privileged then? Right. <laughs> Because all a statement like that says is you don't understand life. No. No. You know, how does somebody get 70000 in debt? They go to school. They it's, get sick. Right. They buy a house. Yep. They buy an apartment. They invest. Yep. They do something. Mm-hmm. They live a fucking life as an adult. Yep. You know, and it, it, the, like all you're revealing when you make comments like that is that you don't really understand how life works. Right. You know, that you, that it was just such a, it was just so, so gross. Um, in any case, so when you, we got off track there a little bit, but when you do a search, you really don't know if what you're finding is accurate. That's no. the thing. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't think that was off track at all. <laughs> because again, <laughs> based on the information available to civilians. Right. I'm just not sure that the information you're going to get is really going to be meaningful. And the fact that you're looking, I think, indicates that you're looking for a reason not to go on the date. Well, it's either that or I think, you know, if you've been burned, if you've been in a situation where you have been with a a narcissist or you have been in an abusive relationship or your ex did cheat on you, you do tend to question your your instincts. Yeah, that's true. And I think and, we, we're, we've all been in that stage, I think, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you were like, holy shit, how did I not pick up on that? Or right. that? Yep. Or yep. that? Or that? <laughs> <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> right. So I think sometimes we don't trust our own instincts. But also, it's very important to realize that... You could do a search on somebody, come up clean, and they could be the biggest sociopath. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the scary thing is, is that the truly dangerous people probably have never been caught. I was going to say, the real yeah. sociopaths probably have sterling <laughs> records. You bet. You bet. Right? I mean, because what is what is that statistic, like one out of three CEOs is a sociopath. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, I don't know if it's one out of three, but like one out of every 25 people have an antisocial personality disorder. Well, that's clear. (laughs) Every time I leave the house, just not often. 
anymore, yeah. but <laughs> that's pretty clear. Yeah. So like you, it's sort of this, there's a, is it a cognitive dissonance where you're doing this thing to protect yourself and yet it's just as likely that if you don't find anything, this person could still be dangerous. Well, I don't know if it's, I, I don't think it qualifies as cognitive dissonance. I'm not, I, I mean, I, it might, that, then? but I, I think it's, uh, it's maybe just, maybe just speaks to the general inability to know. Right. And, mm-hmm. and the fact that we, we want to do our due diligence when we enter a relationship, because if we don't inevitably people are going to think, well, why didn't you see that? or that or that (laughs) why didn't why didn't you do more to protect yourself like you know we get victim blaming yeah um and also we turn that inward sometimes like we just talked about like when when you finally see someone for who they are and it's not great Mm -hmm. you do say like why didn't i see that yeah it's funny i don't know if you've been watching hbo's the undoing I've seen all of it. <laughs> oh, 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 and we haven't talked about it? No, I didn't I didn't um, know. <laughs> I will I will start off by saying morally ambiguous Hugh Grant is the best Hugh Grant. <laughs> That's the only Hugh Grant I could tolerate, really. Right. <laughs> That's point. Uh, but that but this is based on a book about a uh, about a therapist who is publishing a novel called You Should Have Known. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. And then it comes out, um, huh? <laughs> well, I, okay. I think the example about the undoing I, I, is a good one, but the the plot is too complex, I think, to illustrate the point, which is that you can't really ever truly know no. someone, right? And here's somebody who's a therapist, and she would, you know, you would think, oh, they're a therapist; they should have known some something was off. They shouldn't should have known something wasn't right, right? Do you know what I mean? And um, it's it's very hard to be objective. Mm-hmm. There is your 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 point of view is just clouded. Well, not only that, but again, some people are just either good at covering their tracks, mm-hmm. or, or they don't have any tells. <laughs> right? They can yeah. lie to your face, feel nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And and they could lie just because they want to, just because right. it's fun for them, like. You you're not gonna be able to to know that ahead of time every time, mm-hmm. right? So the other point I wanted to make about this is I think sometimes people treat um, background checks or extensive Google googling. I think they treat that as a replacement for doing the internal work to to fix your picker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if you have a habit of dating certain types of per- people, I think a lot of times people use, you know, extensive Google searches and background checks as a replacement for doing the work to figure out why you choose these people in the first place. Right. It's de- I it's think that's definitely a a, an attempt at a shorthand, right? Yes. Because again, yep. the information that we can gather, we think meaningfully informs our perception of this person mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. like if you do a zillow search for someone's home which you shouldn't because it's none of your creepy. business because <laughs> it's creepy <laughs> and doesn't really tell you anything like yeah you know before before you uh know that person really deeply like the first time you go over to their house 
okay, you get the address, right? But then if you if you take the extra step <laughs> to go to Zillow and find out what they paid, then it's a problem. Yeah, you know, I remember I was on some panel discussion a few years ago. And there was a woman who she used to teach classes on how to how to do background checks on men. Oh. And and she taught women how to call the person's like realty agency, the management company, posing as I don't know, you know, whatever, or calling HR and posing as somebody doing a, like a background check, you know, calling a oh to verify them, that the, they're employed or to verify right. that they bought right. or whatever. That's none of your business. <laughs> but also, I and and I don't I I don't think she likes me because of this now. I felt the need to point out. I said, so you're teaching women to learn if a man is deceptive by being deceptive. Yeah. And she was like, you know, and she did that, but it's different. It's uh-huh. not. It's, it's not. not. It's, it's not, not at all different. Especially yeah. if it's something like employment status. Because again, if you write unemployed in your dating profile, you're not going to get dates. Right. Because right. again, we see that one word and we throw meaning over the top of it which right. is not at all connected to the reality that that person is experiencing. Yeah, there's in this course that I'm that I'm just about finished with, I talk about lying and dishonesty and, you know, why some people might say that they're uh, single but they're actually separated or or right. employed but actually unemployed. Right. 510 you know, or 58. Right. I talk about the bias yeah. and that there's a real for me there's a real difference between Someone intentionally yes. trying to be malicious. Yep. And someone who's just trying to come uh, up and search work. Just just trying to find a workaround right. for a, a bunch of rules that they had nothing to do with with making. Right. Like societal rules. So I think when you get when you're talking with somebody, when you set up a date, that's when I think the, uh, the information needs to be exchanged. I would not say, exchange, same thing with the phone number. Don't exchange last names until you are about to go on that date. Yeah, I would agree with that. And that and this is more for, that's a privacy thing. Yeah. You don't want them knowing too much about you. Um, and this is why I've always said, be careful when you're writing your profile and think in terms of keywords and think in terms of words in there that could lead a trail right to you if someone Googled, like plopped them into a search engine. Um, but I don't know if this is a formalized process now. Do people say, Hey, my last name is, or here's my, this, I used to just give my vanity site, my professional site and say, Hey, this is, this is me. This is what I do. Da, 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 da. And they had that. Yeah, that's, that's what I question. used to do. Um, I'm trying to remember when <laughs> when did I reveal my last name? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think for me it was when we moved off the app or mm-hmm. back in the day it was a site. And mm-hmm. we were private messaging through email or mm-hmm. Gchat. At that point, mm-hmm. you see my last name. And I think that's that's when I did it. Yeah. But by then, yeah. we were already talking about setting up a date. Right. Um, yes. So I guess 
How? Yeah, I mean, now I guess you you probably don't want to do that. You probably want to set up a separate email for taking it off app. Right. That enables you to communicate one-on-one off the app, but also prevents you from revealing your last name too early. Yeah. A lot of people, when they sign up for speed dating, they do this. They sign up and they use an address that has their full name and I'll have to contact them and say, do you mean to do this? Um, You know, is this something that you want? Yeah. So yeah. Create the create the sort of the the burner account. The second that you use, email. The second email. Uh, but what do you do? Like, do you uh, do you just offer it in the hopes that they'll offer theirs in re- in return? And what if they don't? Well, and if they don't, like that's all you need. Boom. Done. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, I I would agree that you don't and sh- maybe shouldn't know each other's last names by date one. But I don't think I don't I don't think it's necessarily a problem if you do either. Um, because yeah, it's it's kind of like a um, I mean if they're offering their name, I don't know. It's kind of like a a, a gesture, right? To say like, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't go so far as like. I'm trustworthy but like it's it's a gesture toward uh disclosure yeah somebody has to take that step that first step right if they don't mind i and i mean i don't know if it's a man and a woman going out i think it's reasonable and most men i think would understand if they reveal their last name first and you don't think it's time yet i think most dudes would understand yes or you could just have an email address that has your full name and there you go and then, the, you know, you can just say, oh, you know, my name's in there. Blah. That's my last Especially name. Especially if it's Whatever. a common name. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, somebody has to step up and say, this is my last name. And if the other person says, hey, I'm just, I don't feel really comfortable giving my last name just yet. Um, like, what do you say to that? If it, they say it before first date, and, and we're going to have to be gender biased here a bit. If a man said that to a woman... Like, I would say, oh, I don't know. I'd <laughs> be really careful. Why isn't he willing to be transparent? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I and would, it, And I, it probably would be that he doesn't want to be Googled. Right. But sometimes that inclination can be pleasantly surprising. Like, maybe he doesn't want to be Googled because of information that like you would actually be pleased to find out right maybe he owns his own business and like he doesn't want you to know that yet yeah (laughs) maybe he's an heir to a fortune he doesn't want you to know that yet yeah i just i just had, had someone ask me she gave the guy a fake last name and i'm not a fake last name a fake first name and she was like oh shit like that that's a fake name on my on my profile and i just never clear i've never clarified it and now we're about to go out and now i have to tell him and now i feel like oh shit okay so this this okay this reminds me (laughs) so i i did the same thing i used a Mm -hmm. fake name on my profile Mm -hmm. and then again when you move it off the site or off the app at that point i was i was using email I, I don't know that I would recommend it now, but I, I think I would also say like, it, it's, it's probably fine. Like, I don't think you're being reckless. 
I think men understand why we do it. Right. But I also don't, I don't think it's reckless to say, here's my email. You know what I mean? Like as long as they don't know where you work right, or your home address, your social security number. Right. Right. <laughs> it's probably fine if they know your last name, I think. Yeah. So, okay. Background checks. Really ask yourself why you feel the need to do an extensive one. If you're going beyond like the first couple of pages of Google or, you know, if you if they give you their social media and you're digging through months and months of, of tweets, you're too invested. Yes. And you have to ask yourself why. Yeah. And don't use a background check in place of your instincts. Um, except, can I accept... <laughs> Okay. Except I I think it's worth pointing out that there are many professions that are doing their own background checks for you. Like if someone tells you like I'm I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Great point. Someone has vetted them already. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um yeah, similarly if they're like, "Oh, you know, I uh work for the Department of Defense." Okay, someone yeah. has vetted them already. Thoroughly. Very closely, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> they got more information than you ever will. So Right, right. That's a really good point, and I didn't think about that. Uh, uh, yes. I mean, so, like attorneys or, or really any profession where there's uh, an ethical standard, right? Yeah. Like where you, yeah. could, you could lose your licensure or your certification. Mm-hmm. Um, don't – I would say, okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> They're probably legit. Right, right. So – Set up the date, then somebody needs to offer up some some form of uh, personal contact info mm-hmm. so that the person can vet you well enough to feel comfortable going out with you for a first date. Right. Okay. So we're going to move on. Okay. I don't know that we answered the question. <laughs> I, did, Other than did we to answer- say, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel the need to summarize because I feel like we talked a lot, but- I think the summation is if they're in an industry that has already vetted them, you don't need to. You need to try to get to know them and give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Don't Zillow their house to try to figure out how much money they have because it's going to be misleading or it's none of your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have to tell them your, your last name if you're a woman <laughs> before the first date. Right. Right. Or you could. In summary. But you don't have to. But you don't have to. And guys understand why if you don't. I think they do. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Let's let's move on to this little this little trauma. Mm. <laughs> Hold on. It's the it's the one who with the guy from Hinge. Just so that okay. you know what we're going into. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. So I matched with this person on Hinge in February and we began talking and then we kept talking throughout all of quarantine and ended up meeting up in person in July when we were both back in the city, started going on dates, started seeing each other, met each other's friends, started going on day trips, started dating. I invited him up to my family's home in Connecticut. We traveled to a friend's beach house in Connecticut. We went back to my family's home for the Jewish New Year. We met my extended family. We went to the Cape and visited um, some of my friends up there. I felt like I was fully dating this person and he led me on to believe that we were fully dating and exclusive and that he wasn't seeing other people. But I have my suspicions. Throughout the time that we were seeing each other, he had some really suspicious Instagram follows. 
um, and content that would pop up on his social media that made me really wary. Um, and I asked him questions and he lied and gaslit and manipulated me on that. Okay. okay. So, hold on. So the details of our relationship and how it developed, um, are probably better suited for like a podcast or a memoir or a screenplay. A memoir. Um, but <laughs> I'll sorry. get to the juicy bits, which are that I had a lot of suspicions and there were a lot of red flags and at every turn he was lying to me and gaslighting me about the things that I found that I felt like were kind of shady, um, mostly to do with his Instagram follows of women in the New York City area, like around our age or around the age that he would probably want to be dating girls. And um, in November, this really started to escalate because I was feeling really, really suspicious. So I decided that I'd rather know um, than not know and I'd rather be wrong than be right in this situation and I saw that I had mutual friends with one of the girls that I was suspicious of so I decided to reach out to that mutual friend and we actually figured out in that moment that he was cheating on okay I'm gonna stop there <laughs> yeah that's plenty okay look <clears throat> All right, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm really trying to put this together in a way that, because I, I do not want to seem insensitive, and that is something I have to keep in mind just because of my uh, work in trauma. Um, I heard a lot of, we did this, we did this, we did this. What I never heard once was that we were exclusive. I did not hear that either. I did not hear I never heard that. Yeah. I heard an awful lot of, I took him here, I took him here, I took him here, I did this, I did this. And doesn't she say at the beginning, we talked about, like, we talked about our relationship, or we talked about spending our future together. So, you know, it was that phrase that stood out to me, we talked about. I right. thought that was in there. It's possible I just invented it <laughs> in my memory. But, like, I think she said we talked about, not we established or we confirmed or we decided. Yeah. So because there was no established exclusivity that we know of, and it's always in what they don't say, <laughs> that, right. the, that the real gem, that the real truth to the story lies. Yeah. And in this case, she never says they were exclusive. She does not. She never says they were committed. It certainly sounds like they're neither. They're neither. What it sound what it sounded like to me was that these two were casually dating. Yep. At least in his mind, casually dating. Right. And she was initiating it and pulling a lot of the pulling the relationship along and doing most of the work. It really sounds like she took him on a lot of vacations. <laughs> right. <laughs> Doesn't it? Right. Yes. And um, he was taking what was on offer. Right. Which is and so, not illegal. I feel like we need to explain what cheating is. Okay. If that's where we're at. <laughs> cheating, cheating is when you are in an exclusive, fully committed relationship and your partner is physically or even emotionally intimate with somebody else. Right. Without you knowing. Right. Yeah. Cheating is not casually dating somebody without any expressed boundaries or exclusivity right and um did in sleeping with other people mm -hmm. that's not 
that's not cheating. No. That's somebody being single and doing what single people do. Some people, single people do. Uh, now, a lot of guys, I will say this. I don't know a lot of women that do this. A lot of guys do all the stuff that boyfriends would do. And they continue with the relationship and they go on and they go on and they go on. And it's like they're just praying that they can ride this out long enough for either him to decide, yeah, this is someone I want to be with, or um, long enough that he will have steady sex until he finds the person he wants to be with. You don't think women do that? I I don't know. Do they? Do that you think so? That was my approach to dating. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, um, okay, I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, because because here's here's what happens. I think if you're if you're successful at dating, uh, <laughs> eventually, take issue with that. <laughs> eventually, you get to the point where you have several promising leads, right? And so you have several promising leads. It's getting to that time where like it's time to have sex. Okay, so now. Again, you have several promising leads. You're not sure exactly which one is going to be the relationship, but you're fairly certain at least one of them could be. Mm-hmm. And really, by this point, it's if they're all sort of like neck and neck in terms of level of promise, like it is very reasonable that you would be having sex with multiple people. Uh, I don't want to say at the same time. That's misleading. But mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're alternating days and, and, and swapping them out. Right. And I, I think, isn't that how you get to exclusivity? Is that yeah. eventually you just have a front runner emerge? Yes. Here's, uh, here's another snippet of this story. So you should always trust your gut because, um, in that exact moment, he was sexting her and inviting her over to his apartment. Right. So I caught him actively cheating on me in the act with this girl. Um, and I confronted him and he lied and told me she was the only one and that she was just a toy and a plaything and it meant nothing. So obviously I didn't believe him. So I decided to reach out to all the other girls that I was suspicious of. So I sent about 30 girls a message. And responses immediately started coming in that people had been sleeping with this man, dating this man, talking to this man for months. He had been soliciting nudes and sex from them. Um, It was really awful behavior overall and to have been doing with a girlfriend and in the middle of a pandemic. So I decided to start a group chat with all the girls that I got cheated on. We've got about 10 members so far and we're sharing all the fun, intimate details about our relationships with this British man. Oh, and he's British. That's nice. And he's British. That's a good touch. Yeah, you know, it, it, it sounds it, to me like he was dating. That's what yeah. it sounds like to me. It sounds to me. No, one thing I will say is if he was communicating with another girl while he was with her, I mean, it's you not, kind of already knew. It's not I, I knew he was a. I knew he was a douche when she said he was British. Yeah. <laughs> but if he's communicating with somebody else while she's there. That's super douchey. I will say that that is not great behavior. That is no, uh, it is not. That is a that is something that I didn't do <laughs> um, when this was my approach to dating. But yeah, right. it sounds to me like he's he's dating. Right. He's casually dating multiple people, mm-hmm. yes. waiting to see which one he wants to commit to. Right. 
which I think is how you date. Is well, well, yes, it is how you date. He's even doing it in a pandemic. Yeah, I noticed that she was upset about that, <laughs> which you know, I think um, is only reasonable to be upset about if you have had a conversation that, like, look, this is my approach. If I'm going to get involved with somebody, I need it to. I need to know that this is your approach as well. If you right. haven't talked about that, you don't get to be mad about it. Right. Right. I 100% agree. And what also bothers me about this, and see, this is what bothers me about these pages and these profiles that are about, let's talk about my narcissist husband. Let's talk about my narcissist ex-girlfriend that aren't, you know, I'm all for community and and finding people that have a a background, a a similar background. There there is healing in that. Right. um, Usually it's it's just like, let's share our trauma. Right. Yeah. Right. Let's. There, but there, it, when it's done properly and it's moderated properly by, say, like a therapist or just somebody who is in charge, somebody with cre- somebody credentialed. Sure. Um, a referee. A referee. <laughs> somebody. Somebody. Just somebody. Because when you talk about this stuff online, especially if you dated a narcissist, the last thing you want to do is talk about them publicly. Because that feeds them. They're definitely watching if they're a true Because they narcissist. are 100% watching you. Yeah. They will find everything you publish online. It doesn't matter. You could switch up your accounts. And I've done this. And they still found me. So, mm. I'm just, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just, man, that is that is real dedication to someone doing their own background check. Yeah. They, <laughs> they still found me. Yeah. And talking about them publicly not only is that bad for you for you in terms of they're going to see it and you're just going to feel them it's bad for you because i feel as though and this is how i feel in this situation here's a woman who was pissed off and understandably hurt yeah and decided i'm gonna go and i'm gonna blow up other people's lives and make them aware of something they probably were never aware of and that never affected them. Yep. And so now I'm going to get all of them worked up. And I'm going to pull them down with me. Uh, yeah. Well, he, I thought it was interesting. She said she was suspicious of 30 women, which... My God. <laughs> <laughs> my dude. How do you even keep track of 30 people of which to be suspicious? <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. how closely would you have to be monitoring his Instagram follows? That, That is notable, I think. But also, she said, okay, from 30, she's narrowed it down to 10, which tells me that perhaps there were some women who were like, yeah, he's he's dating. So am I. Yeah. We're dating. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't, yes. you know, they didn't feed into it. And she posted an email the, the, or the text that she was sending these women and it was just this, you know, I just want you to know because I, I, I just, I'm looking out for other women and I'm telling you, if I see that one more time. Oh, you will. <laughs> You'll still see it many look, more times. I'm just looking out for other women. Mm-hmm. I, again, I need to impress upon people that the true sociopaths, the true narcissists, the true manipulators, the one thing that they always count on that always comes through is, is, pitting women against each other Mm -hmm. 
And all they will do, all they have to say is, she's crazy. Yeah. She's mad because she's obsessed with me. She's mad because I told her I wouldn't see her again. And here's the thing. They're so charming or they're so good looking or there's some sort of status that the other women will believe them. Well, also, it sometimes is kind of true (laughs) that like, oh, she's, she's just mad. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what's happening here. She is just mad. It's not she's just mad and he's not seeing other women. It's that she's doing this because she's just mad. <laughs> because it's easier to be mad than it is to be hurt and vulnerable and to say like, yes. you know, this this really hurt me. This wasn't what I was looking for. I got into this yeah. situation. I, I'm I'm really trying not to be victim blaming because that's not my intent. But right again, if you don't discuss exclusivity and you're now reflecting on this situation and you've been hurt by it, part of that may be because you you over invested based on expectations that you had that you didn't discuss. Yes, you cannot create a false reality and then be upset because somebody unaware of that reality didn't help you make it real now it seems like in this scenario he was aware (laughs) of her false reality because it sounds like he was selectively telling her what he thought would work to keep her in the rotation which was in this case she's she doesn't mean anything yeah it's just sex whatever um yeah i don't know why he thought that would be effective (laughs) yeah I, i i i look when you're dating somebody and you want to know, it, it has to be a very explicit conversation. Yeah. I don't, pl- I don't plan on seeing anybody else. I don't plan on sleeping any- with anybody else. I'm not interested in a- having a casual relationship here. I just want to put that out there. And that opens the conversation. And, you know, in certain cases, you know, I had to do this. I, I had to say this. And then once when we agreed that we were only sleeping with each other and only seeing each other. I said very explicitly, so we are boyfriend and girlfriend. And he said, yes. That's kind of ha- so, what has to happen, I think. Right. <laughs> yeah. You, that's the conversation you have to have. Yeah. You know, it, 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 there cannot be any gray area. If there's any gray area, you can't people, be mad about it. You can't. Well, you, I mean, I you, mean can, you can but... look, you can exactly. <laughs> you, you, but you, but feelings are not fact. No, no. But you can be mad, and your anger is valid, and your frustration or your disappointment and your sadness is valid. And this guy does sound like a dick. To be fair, I'm sure. <laughs> all she had to say was that he was British, and I knew he was a douche. However, you cannot. You have to take responsibility for your participation in this situation. And I, I, I know I can already see where this is heading. You know, she's trying to make this, oh, it's the pandemic. And this is, and I just wanted to warn people, mm-hmm. no. And she might next time go, well, he's abusive. Now I want to warn people. I mean, if we were that worried about the pandemic, we wouldn't have invited him to our family's home, right? Right. Right. So let's, I mean, good try. (laughs) 
Right. And well, keep in mind, this chick's in New York City. Right. Like, hon, you're not in Texas. You're not. Where people are lax. Well, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a classic case of I overinvested. Now I'm embarrassed and hurt. Yeah. And that's just manifesting as anger because that's easier to process. You have to take responsibility and say, you know, I went along, I went along. I and, and it sounds to me like she knew, well, she said, I always suspected. I suspected. Right. right. You suspected she because had, you weren't exclusive. She had 30 people she was already suspicious of. Yeah. Oh. If you're if you're like trailing somebody's social media that closely, your relationship, something's wrong. Yeah, I would say so. You know, and all these people like, why is your man liking this woman's photo on Instagram? And I'm like, are we, is this, are we drilling it down this far now? I I don't know, truly. I feel like some of this is, um, is going to be generationally different. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I don't really pay attention to what my husband does online and i don't right. think he does that to me either i mean i don't know <laughs> i yeah. just don't look that closely yeah i just don't i just don't pay attention because I, I don't believe that uh i mean you know people in their mid-30s are not probably using unless they're single they're probably not yes. using apps to date or to right. cheat anyway yeah because everyone, you know, people use Instagram to cheat and to date. Well, and I to guess. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Whatever. Ugh. Okay. So, all right. You have to, no gray area. No. No gray area. You are not exclusive unless you both say you are. Yes. You have to do a blood pact. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, you cannot assume it. Don't sit back. And say, well, I don't want to speak up because that might rock the boat. Rock the motherfucking boat. Well, because it's going. And also, I mean, I think before you initiate this conversation, be in tune with your own feelings. Right. You before you start this, you have to know, Okay, here's how I will respond in in both cases. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you have to think about, are you really okay with. Not with one of you being exclusive <laughs> and one of you not being exclusive. Um, and I think that that response should be based on, again, more more actions than feelings. Like if they tell you they're not exclusive, but they're the only person you've been dating. Well, are you still getting a significant portion of their time when you're together? Are they attentive? I mean, if if so, to both of those things, then I, I think you're in a pretty good place. And you don't need to trash it just because now you have confirmed that they're dating other people. Unless emotionally you can't you can't tolerate it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, this might be generational too, but please stop putting this shit on on blast on social media. Well, please. I don't think it's going to stop. <laughs> My God. Uh, you know, this will come around and bite you in the ass. I'm telling you it will. It will. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, so here's our 
We have one more. Hold on. Okay, guys, I've realized that men really aren't shit. Here's my story. I have a friend who's been seeing this guy who's married. She 100% knows he's married. Doesn't care. I already told her it's wrong. She's an adult. She's going to do what she wants. Anyways, today I get on Facebook and I see him post a three-year anniversary with his wife. What? His post goes something like, Love you so much, wife. These three last year, these three years of marriage have been amazing. You are so sweet and I adore you. Something along the lines of that. I just don't understand how you can go home and look that person in the eyes every single day knowing what you're doing to them. And then go on Facebook and post some shit like that. What should I do? I want to tell her what's going on but it's her fucking anniversary. Let me know what you think. Sarah, what do you think I think? <laughs> Say nothing. <laughs> Say nothing. But also, why are you looking at that dude's Facebook? You're so far why? removed from that dude. Why are you so invested You're in this? You're looking for something to do. Why would you want to fuck over your friend? Right. Right. Who's doing nothing wrong? She's not married. She's not, she's not married. And wh why do you care so much? Right. Other than you just want to fuck over your friend. Well, hey, <laughs> could be that. <laughs> you know, and, and there's all those comments now of, oh, I would, if that were me, I would want to know. And, you know, I wish someone had told me. And see, this is where it's all coming from. This is all mm -hmm. coming from, you know, this echo chamber of women who are either cheated on and didn't do anything about it because it knew and didn't do anything about it, cheated on and never knew about it, or just basic internalized misogyny and how dare that girl, you know, sleep with someone else's man. And it, it's so, <laughs> it's just so unhealthy and toxic. Well, I don't internalize misogyny. Let me put some down myself. <laughs> <laughs> I contend that you think you would want to know, but you're wrong. <laughs> you don't actually know yourself well enough to know how you would respond. And I and here I'm going to admit that somebody one time <laughs> came to me in this very situation was like, oh, it's just here's what's going on. I thought you'd want to know. Did I want to know? Of course not. I hated her. Right. Right. And you hated her because she she blew up your reality. Right. And for what? It didn't involve her. <laughs> right. Is how I felt. Like why are you why are you getting involved? And furthermore, yeah. I felt you think you know better than I do what my relationship is about. You could go fuck yourself. Right. Now, See, did it, she know more about my relationship than I did? Yes. <laughs> and did I want to hear it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you think that you know how you will respond, but you may not know how you will respond. And but I, can we, I think ahead. I'm a pretty rational person. Like you are. Most of the time, you know. But yeah. in that situation, you don't want to hear it from a stranger. No, but can we also talk about how the automatic assumption is that the woman is just an oblivious idiot? Sure. 
Right. Rather well, than. Yeah, uh, yes, I'm glad that you mentioned that because, again, in that situation, I didn't want to hear it. That doesn't mean I didn't know. <laughs> I knew something was wrong. Right. But I wanted, I mean, I wanted it to unravel on my timeline, not hers. Right. 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 You have to understand when you live with somebody or you spend any kind of significant amount of time with somebody, you tend to know them better than they know themselves. Mm. And when something is off. Yeah. You probably know. You know. You know. I'll, I'll try not to. I mean, I don't mind talking about it here, but right before this call, <laughs> right before that we recorded, I was telling Sarah that Hunter's owner um, told me that he had found this group, this service, this group walking service yeah. that was going to charge him half, you know, of what he was already paying for two hours, which is twice of what he was getting. Mm-hmm. And that um, basically he didn't need me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I had gone into this walk today saying, I just have a feeling right. he's going to tell me he doesn't need me anymore. Right. You know, and, and it was a, it was these little small things that he did, like he wouldn't make eye contact with me. And I just knew something's not right. Something isn't right. Yeah. Because I see this person every day. I know this person. And this isn't even someone I'm dating. Right. <laughs> and I knew. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, this is a direct contradiction of what we said earlier, which is like some people will fool you, (laughs) but I I maintain most of them will not. Right, some people will fool you, but if but and we're talking about in in that context, we're talking about virtual strangers. Yes. But Here also, we're talking about- I mean, I, I do want to allow for the fact that like there are there are sociopaths who you can date or marry spend years with and find out there's mm-hmm. someone totally different. I mean, we see it on mm-hmm. Dateline all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so they are they are out there. But again, most people will not fool you. Right. Like you, you just you know, on some level, you know, something isn't right. You may not be able to quantify it. You may not be able to clearly communicate what it is or I clearly identify it. But you know, there's a shift. So stop pretend stop acting like the woman is just so, so stupid. And I really do think it, a lot of it has to do with women trying to come to terms with the fact that they were involved with a cheater and knew and didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, I think it could be coming from a lot of motivations. A lot of different motivations. Yeah. yeah. Mostly internalized misogyny. <laughs> yeah, probably that. Yeah. I mean, th- I in, this, in this case, this really seems like a person who is just bored like she's she's got this person she barely knows and she's following her married boyfriend on facebook what yeah yeah that's very strange to me yeah the whole thing is i don't even think it's out of boredom i think it's spite i just think it's spite she doesn't like this other woman she kind of wants to fuck her over uh or she really hates to see that this other woman is happy Mm. You know, right. or maybe she's coming. She comes from a situation where her father cheated or her mother cheated. Could be, and that that's been triggered. Whatever it is, like this is has nothing to do with protecting the wife. Please stop with that. <laughs> Please stop with the whole. I'm doing this to protect other women. You know, because what that implies is we are all helpless. We we have no agency. We have no 
uh, like social uh, or situational awareness <laughs> that we are just so dumb. It also implies a misunderstanding of linear time. Because Ooh, if you were protecting her, it wouldn't have happened. It's already happened. Yes. So you're not protecting her, right? You're you're just blowing up her life. Right. You're just blowing up her life. So just acknowledge that, that you're just blowing up her life. Please. 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 That's all, that's all I can uh, I can ask for that one. Any final thoughts, Sarah? I just I just want to say again, you, <laughs> you might think you want to know, and maybe you would want to know, but you also want to know as a result of finding out for yourself. You don't want to hear it from someone you barely know. Right. That's not what, yeah. you, what you want, even if you think it is. <laughs> yeah, and as I said in a TikTok yesterday, the, the unfortunate reality is the only people <laughs> who bear any brunt of these situations are the women. The men walk away. Yeah. Well, and that's because oftentimes it's very easy to say like, oh, well, she's just mad. She's just obsessed with me. Because that is yeah. kind of what this looks like nine mm -hmm. times out of ten. Mm -hmm. On the surface. Right. Do a little... Or, but sometimes, or it's what it ahead. is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it could just be that she's mad. Yeah. Don't do it. Just stop. Oh my god. Please stop. <laughs> please stop. Please stop. I think please we stop. need to have a larger uh, cultural conversation about how to communicate your expectations. And if you're a person who wants to date exclusively, like how to how to weed people out so that you get a promising pool. And not have to wade through, you know, people whose approaches are totally different than yours, who are inevitably going to upset and disappoint you. Can I say that I, I think the one way to do that is to not go after the people that you know are probably being pursued by other people? You can. I don't think it's going to be popular. <laughs> I mean, I know that's it goes back to the whole focus on the people who initiate interest. Uh-huh. Because they're available, because they're the ones reaching out, and people who aren't reaching out are probably don't have to because they're being contacted by other people. That's yeah, that's that's accurate. That's accurate. So, um, yeah, that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's probably the easiest thing to do. Sure. Yeah, so, but it's not going to be what anyone wants to hear. Um, I, I mean, I I think it really just comes down to. Not being afraid to lose the relationship, or it does. and stop yeah. being. You know what it really comes down to. I think is stop being afraid that if you speak up and you rock the boat and, and the, he ends things, that you won't find anybody else, or that it's going to take another year or two to find somebody else. Right. Stop worrying about that. Stop. Ultimately, stop worrying about being alone. Yeah. Really, because that that's really it. Yeah. That's what we're afraid of. Well, if I say this, then they're going to think this. And if I seem too available, then they're going to think this. And But, and, and, you know, the ultimate result of this is, well, if I say or do this, they're going to leave me. Right. They're going to break up with me. They're going to break things off. And it's a fear of being alone. For sure. So, And it's an irrational we, fear because 
I mean, if you're if you were really solid, it wouldn't matter if you asked, are we exclusive? Right. But it also goes back to the stigma around loneliness. It does. Because loneliness is very isolating. Right. Well, which is why I think, um, like I said earlier, the the default is anger, right? When someone hurts mm-hmm. or disappoints you, it's much easier yes. to be mad than it is. Anger hurt. is a secondary emotion. Yeah. You know, it's 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 not the actual feeling. But it feels better if that's what it you feel. It feels better. It makes you feel more in control. Mm-hmm. It's it's less painful. Yeah. Um so yeah. I, I totally get it. I totally understand it. But you know, you you cannot fear you cannot fear being alone. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Ultimately. It does. You cannot be afraid of someone rejecting you because of what you think it's going to mean. It comes down to how well do you know yourself? Can you know, not letting any, what anybody says to you um break you down or make you question yourself and not being afraid to be alone. Now, those three things, it's like I'm I'm roll those are rolling off my tongue like they're so easy. No, they're probably the most complicated things yeah. for anybody to achieve. But that's the thing. These are not supposed to be goals that are achieved overnight. These are a process. Yeah. These happen in stages. And you might not, and if you were 95 years old, guess what? There would probably be another stage. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I just feel what it really comes down to is just that fear of being alone. And, you know, be your best, be your own, like, best company. And and I don't want to go back to that, love yourself. No, this is a separate issue. I think so. You know, you're fear. You're afraid of the rejection. You're afraid of not being fe- feeling like you're good enough. So, how do you get to a point where you feel good enough, so good enough that if you say to somebody, "Hey, this is what I'm looking for," if we, we're not on the same page, then this isn't going to work. Right. And feel okay if they say, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm not on that page." Right. Yeah. So. That's where we need to be. You know, we need to feel good enough. Which is hard. Which is extremely hard with online dating with all of the rejection and the unmatching and the ghosting. It just affects. It's just, well, what did I do? And what's wrong with me? And why didn't they want me? And, you know, you have got to work on making yourself feel good enough. Find what what is it that makes you feel good about yourself. What do you like doing? Do that a lot. Do that a lot. You know, if someone rejects you, go do that thing that makes you feel enough. Take care of yourself. Go do something nice for yourself. Be kind to yourself. Do something to repair whatever like minimal damage was done to your ego when someone rejected you. Yeah. Sorry, I kind of went off on a little no. tan- tangent there. No, I think I think that was all that was all valuable. <laughs> I hope so. Um, it got me thinking though about um, men getting rejected all the time. Men yeah. get rejected all the time. Yeah, because we I think mo- a lot of times expect them to initiate, 
And I mean, (laughs) you know, chances are if you're uh, if you're average looking dude, which hate hate to tell you, but most of you are (laughs) by definition, as are we, we. of course, as are we. Um, Yeah, you're gonna get rejected sometimes, like not not most of the time, maybe not even half the time, but like Mm -hmm. sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I mean, I, I, I guess I only bring this up to say, like, if you get rejected, it may not even be about you. Right. Yeah. Try not to internalize it. Try not to personalize it. Right. It's not. It's not necessarily indicative that you need to change something about you. You might need to change your approach. Yeah, you need to change your approach to the point where your default is that's not about me. Right. Yeah. And I do think that comes with age and experience and really working on it and working it on yourself. Yeah, it might. You know, and it's but- probably worth mentioning that most of these TikTokers we've talked about today i would guess are probably in, in their 20s is that your yeah your read on them as well <laughs> yeah but there there were i have others I oh have yeah others no i know i know you know but that are in the their 40s about today yeah just in today this is yeah and it's to be fair like they are young and they don't really understand you know what how to define exclusivity and but really... also maybe some of this is changing like like maybe generation generationally there is a difference and people younger than us do want to know i can't wait to find out (laughs) that's the case i'm watching with interest as you all let me know uh is this changing let me know (laughs) speaking of which uh can we quickly talk about the undoing uh, probably not (laughs) (laughs) Um, um how far in are you Oh, I've seen all episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so Uh, so, so spoiler alert here. Yeah, spoiler, (laughs) spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, you don't want to know what's going on, you can turn this off now. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Um, Well, I don't don't know where to begin. (laughs) We didn't plan this. Um, So you said earlier, morally ambiguous Hugh Grant is the only Hugh Grant. Uh, you want to see? Yes. I would agree. Yes, with that. I love him. I love him in these kind of roles. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the. I like how he's evolved as an actor. Nicole Kidman, man. Uh, okay, see, I'm gonna get shit for this, but I cannot. Her I, her face doesn't move. She does not express. She <laughs> okay. can't express anything. That is interesting because when I started watching it, when we first turned it on, uh, I asked Kevin, like, do you? What do you think of Nicole Kidman's face? Or some kind of like open-ended question like, what do you notice about that face? Because while we were watching Big Little Lies, this came up. And I remember thinking when I watched Big Little Lies, like, oh my god, that, that work she's had done is is so obvious. And it's good work. Yeah. And I'm not saying yes. it's not good work, but it's it's obvious work. Um but I guess it was because I hadn't seen Nicole Kidman in a, like in a long time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just like, "I don't, I don't know. Does she look different? I don't know. Haven't paid attention she to looks, Nicole Kidman." So he really took she, the air out of it. Yeah, the, the, there is something different about it. Her face just doesn't move, and it makes it hard to emote and read her. So you don't really know like what is she trying to convey in this. I think in this um, 
what broke the fourth wall more than her face. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, moving. tell me singing singing the the opening song? No, I was going to say sometimes her accent slips through. Mm. Um, which I totally get and I I mean yes. again I'm not discounting her acting ability as a result of that. I'm sure that if I were an actor and I had to do an accent, I wouldn't get it right all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it always uh, seems to come out, too, in scenes of heightened emotion. Like when she's super angry is when, which, or when she's acting angry, I should say, is when yeah. the accent comes out. That kind of took me out of it. It's also, I think, um, I think the names sometimes are are so big that that can take you out of it too. Like when I watch that, I'm like, Oh, that's Hugh Grant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't really can't really get into the story because Mm -hmm. I know that's Hugh Grant. That's Nicole Kidman. I, I don't know. I would just like to see more lesser known actors in general. Yeah. I, I am loving Donald Sutherland in this. Oh yes, indeed. His eyebrows, is, man, are the, the they're his the eyebrows. Talk heroes. about like expressive. <laughs> this is what I mean. Like an actor's face is so crucial. It is. And and but he has that voice too, and it's kind of gravelly. And yeah, it's he's fantastic in this. I love Lily Rabe. She's in American Horror Story. Yeah. And uh, I, I. That's I, actually I kind of, what made me decide to watch it because i was like oh, yeah. i'll watch this even though hugh grant and nicole kidman are in it because right. lily rabe is in it that and edgar ramirez uh who's that is that the the lady's husband no the detective oh, detective okay okay and he played gianni versace that's all oh, i hear when he okay. talks okay that's all i hear when he talks oh, is gianni versace. Well, now i will too yeah yeah and the lawyer the lawyer's great mm-hmm uh, um, well, yeah, I thought the pacing was done really well. I like how the story unfolded. Every, But every single episode, they end it by pointing the suspicion on somebody else. Yes, and I have a current theory of who I think is the murderer. Do you want to hear it? Uh, sure. Uh, I think it's Lily Rabe. Everyone keeps saying that. Okay. What do you think it is? Who do you think it is? I mean, this was a book. <laughs> oh, so you know how it ends? Yes. I don't know how it ends. Okay, well, don't tell um, me because I don't know I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. Um, but everyone keeps saying that. And the, and for all I know, they're going to change the rape. book. People are like, why the fuck am I listening to this? <laughs> it's like a private conversation. But we're breaking this down. If you don't want to listen, that's fine. Actually, you know what? Why don't we continue this? We'll, we'll close off. Okay. <laughs> Guys? Thanks for thanks for listening to our little private conversation. Yeah. Um, check us out, datologycoach.com. Follow us, datologypod, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram, my personal account, the Kristen M. You can, uh, C-H-R-I-S-T-A-N. You can follow me on TikTok at datologycoach. Mm-hmm. Sarah? You can follow me on Instagram at one Sarah G and on Twitter at Shark. Yes. Okay. And uh, join the mailing list. Send us your letters. Come on, people. You Send know, us we your hear theories you. about who the murderer is. <laughs> Send us your opinion. Send us anything. Talk to us. We love hearing from you. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Bye.